0: We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MVP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Today is April 1st, 2019. And if you are listening or watching, you're listening and watching the Marston Brothers podcast. How's everybody doing this fine evening? April Fools.
1: April Fools.
0: What are you calling an April Fool? You April April. 1st.
1: April Fool's. Happy April Fool's Day.
0: Now, the MVPers might be confused because it's a Tuesday and we're podcasting on a, oh, it's a Monday. And we're podcasting on a Monday, so you guys must really on be confused. Tuesday. But we figured that we were free earlier this week, so we wanted to knock out an episode right now so that we wouldn't mess up. And also, we got Marcelin Cubed again.
2: Yes, very nice, very
0: nice I think we should continue this, I like this I like seeing the two of you guys on my screen And I'm glad that we were able to make it work again Cool
2: Every week, take it week by week, see what we can do
0: Alright, did anybody get pranked today on April's Fools?
1: Nah Too old for that, man Does How about yourself? Over? Anything crazy
2: happen to you?
0: Well, Rod tried to prank me April Fool's by sending me a text that Colin Kaepernick was going to the Dolphins. And as soon I as saw he... saw that
2: on Facebook. <laughs> I saw that all over Facebook. So, uh... he,
0: so he sent it to me, and I said, man, I'm not letting anybody get me on April Fool's. What is this? And then he said, yeah, I almost got you, didn't I? Nope. Not on April 1st. I'm not going to be that guy. Not me. Not at all.
1: That's funny. Not today.
0: Did you guys see any interesting April Fool pranks?
2: No, I've just been at work, so I have not seen anything. That'd be a bad April Fool's prank at work.
0: I think I saw on ESPN how Tom Brady joined Twitter, and he made an announcement saying that he was retiring from football or something like that.
2: Yeah, right.
0: Okay. You know how many people would be so happy about that though? That'll Everybody would happen. be celebrating.
2: <laughs> that would never happen. Only one small borough would be upset.
0: Oh, man. So, let's start off. Marvin, how'd your week go? How'd your week go?
1: Rico was great. Great. I um you guys remember Ruben stuttered? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: The American, sure. the real American idol. We
1: we'll sure, see it for I can sure. see them.
0: Second, William, second season William. with clay aiken right clay yeah aiken, yeah no what
1: do you mean april fools <laughs> but anyways um i saw him in concert and uh he's fantastic his voice is spot on and very clear and it was beautiful uh Keswick's theater uh up in uh, pennsylvania so it was a really good time brought my wife it was great and another thing i wanted to mention uh This uh, was an event sponsored um, by Jefferson Health Network. So this is one of the hospital networks up in the Northeast. And there's a a campaign called Save Your Souls. The souls spelled S-O-L-E. So basically, uh, black men are losing limbs at a tremendous rate in comparison to uh, the other counterparts. And we were trying to bring uh, diabetes awareness and doing some foot screening, so it was a community um, outreach program that I was also associated with. So, uh, Dr. Ron Renzi was uh, running the show. It was a great experience, and, um, you know, shout out to him and the Save Your Soul campaign.
0: You're cool. What's going on with you, Christopher? How was your weekend? Good.
2: My weekend was good. Uh, worked a little bit this weekend. Got to relax a little bit, hang out with the family, so... It's always good whenever I can squeeze that in. So it's good. How about yourself? What would you do? Anything special this weekend? Gosh,
0: I can't even remember what I did this weekend so bad. I... A day ago? I <laughs> did yard work. I... Yeah, I mowed the lawn, I think, over the weekend. Then I ended up trying to repair my sprinklers. When you guys have lawns, and you don't have HOAs covering it. So my water bill has been getting higher lately, and I was trying to diagnose the problem. What I noticed is that there's like a puddle around one of my sprinkler heads the closest one to the street. So I ended up changing out the sprinkler head, and then I realized that there was a crack in the pipe. So I ended up changing out just a piece of pipe that connects the rubber hose pipe to the actual sprinkler head itself so i was able to play around with that a little bit and then the grocery shopping ended up doing laundry so just the normal routine can't complain can't complain
1: cool
0: all right so For this episode of the MVP, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing our current events. So audience, if you are new to the MVP team, what we like to do is one week we like to talk about current events, and another week we like to talk about a topic of ours, and it can be anything and everything. So this week, we are going to be doing the current events. With that being said, Christopher, why don't you lead us? What is your story? And let's talk about it.
2: So... When I first saw my story, my first thought was, well, it is April 1st. Do I believe this? Is this a real story? Is this an April Fool's story? What's going on? I'll just read the headline. They're very good at grabbing your attention with this headline. To help gay son, 61-year-old woman gives birth to own grandchild. I read that and I just stopped and thought about it. And I was like, that was an impression. Impressive amount of information they packed into one headline. Just lots of keywords, but I was really impressed with six-year-old woman. Woman gives birth to her old, own grandchild. So basically, it forced me to click on the link to the article and read exactly what was going on.
0: Was that clickbait? Did you just get baked?
2: Uh, it was. It was an interesting topic, so I would say kind of yes. It worked and got me to click on it, but I was impressed with the article. So, basically, what's happening is, I guess just this past week, a 61-year-old woman gave birth to a gestational surrogate for her son and his husband. So, basically, there was a couple, um, Matthew and Elliot. They wanted to have a child. They wanted their own biological child. Uh, The sister-in-law agreed to contribute the egg. So, it would be Matthew is one male, and then Elliot's sister would give up the egg. And then they were going to find a surrogate for the child. After quite a while, quite some time of trying to find a surrogate, they kind of lost hope. Also, it was a confusing process for them to navigate through, and they were kind of concerned that being a gay couple, that it wouldn't happen in Nebraska. This took place in Nebraska. So they were stumped and they couldn't find a surrogate, and then um, Matthew's mom actually volunteered to be the carrier, and they kind of laughed, said, ha-ha, you've been posting puzzle. it's not going to happen, and then they kind of thought about it a little bit. The mom went to the doctor, was given a clean bill of health, and they actually did this uh, very, very extensive, interesting thing. So... They had the host being the husband and the sister-in-law, and they put it together, and then the mom, the baby's grandma, was the carrier, the surrogate, so they had their little family. It's very interesting. So the article obviously um, had keywords to draw your attention, but kind of where I want to focus is the amazing things, what kind of doors does this open in the future in terms of people giving birth people having kids um, seems like the options are limitless if now you open the door to you no longer have to be childbearing age you can get someone over the age of 50 who's just willing to carry the child for you that this opens the door to endless amount of possibilities just it's very interesting how far science has taken us and what we're able to do.
0: Me not being the physician in the group, help me understand how this works, because I I understand that when you are in childbearing age, you know, you've got hormones and your hormones, you're producing eggs, and that's how you're able to go through that process. And I'm assuming that when you go through menopause, that means you're not producing eggs anymore and because of that then you know supposedly you're not in childbearing age anymore but how does it work with regards to carrying a fetus the hormones come into that
2: so basically the uterus is the house that the fetus grows up in and really comes down to is the oocytes the eggs are what determine if you're childbearing age or not uh, women have their normal menstrual cycle that's all about getting the eggs to the luteal phase, getting them to kind of pop up, and then make their way down to the fallopian tubes to the house, the uterus, and they kind of implant, and the uterus kind of gets ready for a baby every month, and then if the baby doesn't happen, it gets sort of everything and starts all over again. So when you go through menopause, you lose your your intrinsic rhythm, if you'd say, to kind of get the house ready and the eggs no longer are coming out. The eggs may not be functioning. The eggs may not be coming out. They may have stopped coming out, but you never tore down the house. You never demolished the house. You never demoed it. So basically what they do is they can give you um, hormones that are basically coming into the house and giving the house a redo that 1960s kitchen is now the open concept ready for a new tenant to move in and grow up in house is still there just a little old <clears throat> uh, the doctors come in with hormones and they renovate the place and get it ready for someone else to move in that's so basically how they do it and i guess wow.
0: they're using Whenever they're exactly doing their blood normal. samples.
2: Yeah, it's, it's similar to how people are surrogates anyways, because they almost kind of make a fake menopause to where they make it so whoever's a surrogate shouldn't be having their own eggs at that time, and then they get the house ready. So it's a very similar procedure to how they do it for someone of childbearing age to begin with anyways. So they just apply it to someone who's no longer having their own native eggs come down monthly.
1: Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Um I'm just amazed at the fact that, you know, like you were mentioning, um, it, it changes the way that I think about childbearing and childbearing age and and it's well said how you just broke it down and you put it into layman's terms. Um I, I really do appreciate it. I think a lot of the listeners will be able to appreciate that as well and to follow and to understand exactly what you're saying. So kudos to you. Awesome.
2: So my question is the couple was very happy. Um, one of the husbands said that they looked at their daughter and it looks just like their mom who passed away. They have that familial bond. It actually is their family. It's both their DNA is in this child how is this going to impact adoption? Are less people going to be wanting to adopt? Are more people going to be wanting to have their own kids? Just what are some future implications of this procedure happening, being alive and real? Um, so I'm not familiar, but it sounds like there's a lot of red tape to go through for alternative couples to adopt children. Is this going to end up ultimately hurting the children that need to be adopted out there? What what, what are we looking at?
1: It's a very, very good and uh, thoughtful question. And to me, I think the answer is going to lie in the finances. I'm assuming that this is probably really expensive, far more expensive than adopting kids, question mark? I,
2: I would have to do my research. It sounds like adopting kids also is pretty expensive. So I can't tell you dollar amounts, if it's terribly more expensive or just a little more expensive. I feel like there's a lot that goes into adopting a kid. I've never applied or tried to do it myself, but I think it's a big to-do.
0: Well, it says here, I'm looking this up on bankrate.com when using a private agency to adopt a child expect cost in the range of tens of thousands of dollars with many adoptions costing an average from twenty thousand to forty thousand dollars
2: Yes, yeah, so, and i feel like they also look through your finances and you have to have x amount in order to adopt someone and with what this couple did is a huge amount of the price is actually paying the surrogate and paying for their health care and, and since they use their mom, it, the article didn't mention that the mom charged anything, so they may have cut their prices in half. I think it's usually forty to fifty k, just at for least the part. Not even the procedure of implantation, et cetera, et cetera.
0: It says here the estimated cost to have a surrogate. Ranges between $90,000 and $175,000 depending on your circumstances.
2: Is that in total or just what the surrogate gets? Because I think it's $40,000, to give to the surrogate and like 40 to forty-five to pay for the procedure to actually place the fetus inside the surrogate. And maybe like if
0: your insurance,
2: somehow there has to be some sort of deal with. Paying for the insurance and housing and feeding during those nine
0: months. So, cost to have a surrogate, several factors contribute to the cost of a surrogate. These include donor egg costs, IVF costs or in vitro fertilization, surrogate compensation, insurance, surrogate agency fees, legal costs, pregnancy and postpartum care so these are just the costs that go into that so if you think about it there probably isn't any surrogate compensation perhaps if we are looking at maybe a family member wanting to do it for another family member so that might cut some things donor egg costs so Depending on, like what I'm reading here, it says in New Jersey, all surrogacy is performed with donor eggs so that there is no genetic link between the surrogate and the child. Now, in this case, maybe it's a little different because there is going to be a relationship. But it does say that there are costs that include the cost of medication and egg retrieval plus donor compensation. So maybe you don't have to worry about the donor compensation because I have heard that eggs are, because there's not an infinite amount of eggs, In a person, I think everybody's born with a certain amount of eggs that they're going to have throughout their lifetime. So I think there is a cost to that. So maybe looking at this perspective, your donor egg costs aren't as much. They do have to do the IVF like we talked about. We said that we probably don't have to worry about the compensation or maybe as much of a compensation. says here, insurance, intended parents should purchase insurance to guard against unexpected events during surrogacy. So maybe that's something that's waived because it is family. So even though it said that 90 to 175, maybe it's closer to the 90,000 range. So then I guess the question is, and this is a question that each family has to think about is, do you want your child to be genetically related to you, or are you okay with adopting somebody. And of course, there's going to be pros and cons to that. Some people have a passion to adopt because of the fact that they want to make a difference in somebody's life who is less fortunate, and they feel that they could best give their time and energies in raising a child that's not theirs because they want to be able to help somebody else. So I think a lot of it is just going to depend on what your personal calling is. Sometimes you meet a child, you grow attached to the child, you think you can do something and you decide that you want to help somebody who is alive and needs to help versus, you know, having a child of your own or maybe you're not able to have a child of your own for some reason. So I think it is a very interesting topic to discuss and I think a lot of that depends on the personal situation of the individuals and what they're trying to do out of it. So I do agree with you there, Marvin.
2: And also, that's going to be one interesting conversation to have later on down the line. Uh, As far as you're my husband and sister but came out of my mom. It's going to be interesting to explain.
0: I... Yeah, I yeah. when do you explain? Do you explain when they're younger so that you're not quote-unquote keeping it from them? Do they understand what you're trying to explain to them? Do you wait until they're older? Do you risk the fact that they may find out and then they wonder why you didn't tell them in the first place? So I think a lot of these conversations that could come up based on how the person feels and how the person finds out Obviously, it is a very sensitive subject, and I think that's part of figuring out when you want to tell them, because it does, I'm trying to think if I, I don't know, for me, I feel like I'm just happy to be alive, but if I was a part of that scenario, I guess it just depends on where I am in my life when I'm hearing that story for the first time. I don't know.
2: Is the sister your mom, like, do I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it all depends on how the child wants to perceive it.
1: Technically, yeah.
0: Mhm. Any other questions or any other points you want to bring out of that conversation, Christopher?
2: Well, that was it. Just something to think about. It's interesting to see where medicine's going and what the door's open allow us to and what kind of every action there's equal opposite reaction opening Pandora's box what are some unforeseen consequences that we just don't see right now that could be on
1: later on down the line.
0: All right Marvin, go ahead. What do you want to talk about?
1: All right. Let's switch it up a little bit. Some articles from USA Today and the article reads NASA will pay you $19,000 to stay in bed for two months. I'm on my way.
2: How do I sign up?
1: (laughs) So the highlights of this story consist of, you're basically going to be in bed for 60 days. And if you do this, you can make $19,000. You'll shower, you'll eat, you'll get dressed while laying down. And the whole point of the study is to uh, replicate weightlessness. So, they're essentially trying to uh, figure out how to research the body with respect to the changes of weightlessness for um, the astronauts. Uh, At the end of the day, they're trying to figure out ways to make life or to figure out what life would be like in space, the prolonged effects, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to see um, what can be done. They want to develop techniques to reduce the negative effects of weightlessness on astronauts. So basically, during the two months, um, volunteers are gonna live in a single room, but will be divided into groups. One group will be rotated around a centrifuge, uh, similar to artificial gravity chamber, which will force blood back into the extremities. And uh, the second group will not be moved. And, you know, I'm just really, 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 really curious. One, how do you come up with you know, these types of uh, experiments? Number two, uh, the type of person who would be willing to undergo this type of, of experiment. And then number three, will it truly be close to what it's like when you are an astronaut in space? Um, it's crazy, you know, The people are going to eat, exercise, get dressed, and even shower while laying flat on their beds can you do it could you actually do this if you um, decide you know what I'm going to take mass on their offer I'm going to uh, allow myself to be a subject in this experiment and I'm going to dedicate myself to bot to uh, to science for two months and fulfill that uh, that 60-day challenge and make that 20 or $19,000 in the end what do you think, Absolutely Junior? Not. Oh, Christopher, would you be able to do it? Absolutely not. I couldn't go 24 hours. <laughs> really? 24 I hours? I wouldn't
2: be able to make it 24 hours. I would get stir-crazy. i need to get up. i need to stretch my legs, walk around. Couldn't do it. Have you, like, just take... The thought of it is, like, similar to taking a long flight across the Pacific Ocean, a 19-hour flight. I would go crazy sitting there for the entire 19 hours, so I couldn't imagine laying in bed for two months.
1: But it's not like you can't do things that are intellectually stimulating. Um, The the study never mentioned that. Um, They'll keep you occupied throughout the time if you want it, what I'm assuming. It's just a matter of just getting up. Anything else, everything else, all the normal processes you can undergo, but you just can't get up.
2: Nope, couldn't do it more than twenty-four hours. So. <laughs> that is a lot of money, though.
1: That Nineteen thousand is a lot for sixty days.
2: Wow, what's Junior, what do you think? Thousand? What's nineteen thousand divided by sixty?
1: You know what? Great question.
0: Let me. Th- I mean, we need to. I think it just depends on where you're coming from, because that's what ten thousand a month. I mean, which isn't anything to sneeze at. So but that's it's, five thousand a paycheck.
1: This you're, every you'll two make. Weeks. You will make three hundred sixteen dollars and sixty-seven cents a
0: day. Because you remember, you're not dividing that by eight; you're dividing that by twenty-four. But at the same time, you don't get paid on your weekends off. So basically, okay. you're getting paid. <laughs> sorry to cut you off.
1: Thirteen dollars
0: and nineteen cents an hour. What if you divide that by forty hours instead of eighty hours, or forty hours instead of twenty-four hours? Uh, like
1: it a forty is, hour. It, it's thirteen dollars and nineteen cents every hour for but sixty that's, days.
0: That's twenty-four hours. That's what I'm saying. But if you change that into like a forty-hour-a-week job. <laughs>
2: I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I couldn't do it. I
1: know that. Yeah. Now that I'm seeing, it's thirteen dollars an hour, but this is over a span of twenty-four that. hours.
0: All right. So, how much is it? It's nineteen thousand for two months.
2: Correct. Sixty right. days. for Paychecks.
0: That's gonna be ninety five hundred a month by two. That'll be four thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars every two weeks. And if we divide that by eighty, that's like sixty dollars an hour if you're looking at it on a forty-hour work week. But like we said, you're not just doing forty hours. I mean you can really be mathematical and take out Eight hours, if you're trying to do it off of 24 hours, like what you're doing, you take out eight hours because you're going to be sleeping anyway. So it's really out of 16 hours. So if you divide that by 16 hours, what is that dollar amount? But
2: are you really going to be sleeping eight hours? After that first three days, I guarantee the amount you're sleeping is going down unless you have some (laughs) setups.
0: All I know is I. So what was interesting to me when I read this article says here, a previous study participant identified as just said that participation in the study was a very special and good experience for me. What surprised me the most, after a few days, my body got used to the bed rest. It was much easier than I had imagined. I did not get bored by many exciting experiments. On the contrary, time flew by. And then it says here that It's not like you're motionless and that you're just laying down the whole time. It does say here that people must eat, exercise, get dressed, and even shower while laying flat on their beds. So it's not like you're comatose and you can't move. It's just everything that you do, you're doing laying down. So that it's kind of like when you need to take a stretch, you take a stretch in your bed. But no, you can't stand vertically and you can't have normal blood flow. That say all I'll that, again, I don't see myself being able to do something like that. Like, you can't stand up. You, you yeah. can't do any, any of that stuff at all. we no.
2: want to stand up.
1: Like, yeah, I Chris literally just now stood up, and he did a couple of exercises. Because the study was just getting to his head, and he's like, you know what? Yes. Let me enjoy standing and stretching and doing a little uh, movement with the utilization of gravity
0: on my side.
2: <laughs> I have to remind myself that I can stand
0: yeah, and being on bed rest, Leah was on bed rest, and she she said after a couple of days, she just she couldn't do it anymore, and she was just bored out of her mind, and it it almost hurt, and she wished that she could just get up because she couldn't do it. So I give a lot of respect to people who are on bed rest to do things. These individuals definitely deserve... You know, all the money they get, it's not as easy as people think it is. Would I do it for this amount? I don't think I would do it. Like, it it would have to be... I mean, it's not as easy. It's not easy money. You're going to work for that money. Yeah. Now, would I rather do this versus manual labor? I don't know. It's like two extremes, you know? Like, beating yourself up and, like, being a roofer, beating yourself up, being on top of a roof... For days in and days out throughout or do I stay in bed not move it's like two totally different extremes I don't know if I can do it
1: <laughs> yeah I probably would pass on it to be honest with you too much going on in life to just disappear for two months
0: but you get you are contributing to science and I mean as a as a podiatrist When you're giving back, you're contributing, you're helping, you're healing people, these individuals here are doing things to be able to, again, do studies on what body changes in weightlessness. So you would be contributing to a major science or society.
1: Yeah, that's true. And that's why you need to pay them well, (laughs) because it ain't easy. It ain't easy. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, so I was going back and forth between what article I wanted to read, and I think I want to do this one because it I can't imagine it. So we're going to go on, I guess this whole week we're not doing serious topics, but this is my topic here. British Airways apologizes to travelers after flight lands 525 miles away from destination. This is a USA Today news report. A British Airways flight from London to Germany accidentally took off in the wrong direction, landing 525 miles away in Scotland. The flight from London City Airport was supposed to head to Düsseldorf, Germany, but ended up in Edinburgh, Scotland instead, the total opposite direction. The airline said Monday the problem started when an incorrect flight plan was filed by WDL Aviation, which operates the flight on behalf of British Airways. Officials told the Associated Press that the pilot followed the flight plan for Edinburgh, and the air traffic control officials also were following the same flight plan and said nothing amiss. We are working with WDL Aviation, who operated this flight on the behalf of British Airways, to establish why the incorrect flight plan was filed, British Airways spokesperson Chip Garner said in a statement to the USA Today. We have apologized to customers for this interruption to their journey and will deal with them all individually. Customers are en route to Dusseldorf currently. WDL Aviation also is investigating what went wrong. We are working closely with the authorities to investigate how the obvious unfortunate mix-up of flight schedules could occur, said WDL spokesperson Joachim Scotts. At no time has the safety of passengers been compromised. We flew the passengers on the flight with number BA-3271 to Dusseldorf after the involuntary stopover in Edinburgh. One passenger, San Tran, tweeted about his experience on the flight. Can you please explain how my morning flight taken off from L.C.Y. to Dusseldorf land in Edinburgh? While While an interesting concept, I don't think anyone on board has signed up for this mystery travel lottery Tran treated. British Airways responded with a tweet, writing, The flight has been diverted to Edinburgh. We don't have any information as to why at the moment. There is an estimated departure time of 10.20 from Edinburgh to make way to Dusseldorf. This feels like an honest mistake rather than a diversion, Tran responded. The crew was convinced of the Edinburgh flight path from the get-go. Very, very... (laughs) (laughs) I tried to keep a straight face and tried to keep my tone very professional when I was reading that, but how? It's like... You know how when you're on the plane and then you've got the person that says, hey, we're going to be going to this destination and sometimes they joke around, they say something else and everybody's like, huh, huh, huh? Like, I don't understand how you are a passenger. You've got, what, 150, 200 people who are on their way to go to their destination and they somehow get to the place 180 degrees total opposite of where they're supposed to go. Like, if this is literally quote unquote, the pilots were on autopilot. Wow. <laughs> but that really is
2: scary because supposedly, if you're a degree off, you risk colliding with another planet in midair. So.
1: Well, it sounds like the coordinates in... It sounds like the coordinates and everything were programmed. So it was literally air traffic control or whoever's in charge of, uh, laying the, the flight path down that made that mistake because, uh, that pilot, he's just following the directions that are set before him. I don't think the pilot really deviates off course like ever. So he's always told what to do. Just like when you have your, um, Google maps, and uh, you plug in your destination. You just go the route Google Maps tells you to go. And that's that. I'm not a pilot, so I don't really know. This is how I'm assuming it works. So I can understand how the, the mistake has uh, been transmitted. And who knows? Maybe the pilot was like, uh, he probably gave you the right destination when he told it out loud. And then he's just following the coordinates. And he's just following the path that, um, that was set before him. And he was just flying the way that it told him to fly. So I could see how that mistake has transpired. Um, and then I can also see how uh, a scenario where nobody really mentions anything, because maybe the pilot said the destination is Dusseldorf. However, um, the coordinates send them off to Edinburgh or whatever. Is this
0: clear? Can you see? No, I don't think it might. it's that clear. You can't see no. But essentially, when you look at a map of Europe, you've got the United Kingdom and you've got Germany. United Kingdom, you're going to have Scotland and England connected to each other. Germany is not even on the same... It's, it's not like you're going from... Hey, I'm supposed to be going to Fort Lauderdale... And I went to Miami, like you're going to a totally different country. Like you're skipping over multiple countries, right? It's but like it, it depends when you're looking on... at the map, you're supposed to be going east. You, you're supposed to be going north, and you go east. Like even just looking at the compass, why am I going to go a totally different direction than that? Like that's literally.
2: Yeah, they didn't check it. In... that means not once do they look at a compass.
0: Like, you're... Hey, this body of water isn't supposed to be here. Hey, this is taking a lot longer than it normally takes when I go here.
2: The like supposed to be on the right side, but it's on the left.
0: That's what I'm saying! Hey, I'm flying over mountains. I normally don't fly over mountains. Like yeah, but do... that's...
1: Uh, are you saying that uh, the same pilot flies the same route every time, or do pilots yeah, get interchanged right. every time? They they fly they have routes. The I feel like route.
2: they've flown, Even if they don't fly the same route every day, they've been doing it for years to where it's like it's usually the same crew who flies XYZ a couple times, maybe in a month at least. I don't know how often they do it, but they're based out of somewhere they make, usually make the same three stops and then they come back to their base. And so yes, if you I were to...
0: Fine, if you program something into a computer, but there's got to be some sort of critical thinking that lets you realize at least halfway through the flight, hey, I, I'm going the wrong way. I mean, so, you, it's not until you land in an airport and all of a sudden you're looking at signs and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't German. No, That's when you really figure it out?
2: I agree with Marvin's synopsis of the turn-by-turn turn with Google Maps. Sure, if I put in the wrong turn-by-turn, turn, it says make a left. I'm just going to make a left. But when I start seeing snow, and I was headed to Miami, and I see snow all of a sudden,
1: I'm going to be like, hmm, something's off. I well, let's say you off. figured it out halfway into the flight. Can you turn the plane around? I don't know if yeah. you can. Why I don't... keep going in the wrong direction? You just need to go to the the destination, the destination that your computer has been programmed to go, and then you – I think you, you do what they did, which is if you're half um, – again, I'm making up the scenario. But if you're halfway to the flight in the wrong direction, you might as well just land it safely in the destination of the wrong direction and then reconvene from there and then fly to where you need to go because well, you have enough – do you it have it enough gas?
2: You do you, huh? Land at the closest airport, then. Don't
1: continue being wrong. But that's going to be based on air traffic control, all these other outside, uh, you know, things that are uh, telling you whether or not you can arrive where you need to go. So basically, Edinburgh, the coordinates are set. So they're probably saying, okay, you can land here. I don't know. I'm I'm making this stuff up. But I don't think you can just turn around mid-flight because now... How do you know you're not going to run into another person's flight course? How do you know you have enough fuel in the tank to actually get to the destination? And then, you know, what do you do from there? I think you just need to follow the course that the computer has been set to. I'm assuming air traffic control from the Scotland destination is ready to receive them. So then you just land and then you say, I'm sorry. You have to pay what you have to pay and then get them safely the next day or the next flight out. I don't think you can turn around mid flight. That's just me.
2: I still think you can land at your closest affiliate airport. And when you figure out you're making a mistake, you try to stop making the mistake as soon as possible.
0: Again, Um, we can go on and on about this. I just, again, like all I can think about is looking outside, landing (laughs) in a. (laughs) <laughs> They're totally different country. You can't even read the signs of the airport because you are now in Germany in the contiguous European Union versus going into Scotland, which is north of where you're supposed to go. But I guess without I guess without the information and more details on exactly what happened, I just don't understand. But again, I thought this was an interesting story to discuss because okay. I mean, I know I've maybe, I mean, I made a mistake. I put in the wrong address in the GPS. But I think like half hour into it, when all of a sudden it's not what I'm thinking, I'll realize it. If I'm going somewhere where I've never gone before, but these are pilots. Like this is your livelihood. Like you're supposed to know directions. Like this is not like an individual who doesn't, who's never been somewhere before and you're traveling there for the first time. I mean, your job is to know the United States. You're supposed to know the geography. You're supposed to know something as simple as the the sun rises in the east and sets in the west and you're just relying on strictly just coordinates. And again, I guess that just tells you how much technology is and why you always need humans and you can't replace humans with robots and stuff because stuff like this will happen. I don't know. I'm off my soapbox.
1: I agree. Hey, mistakes happen. At the end of the day, no one got hurt. That's what I care about. Yeah. But did
0: you die? <laughs> did somebody lose their job?
1: Yeah, they probably lost some jobs <laughs> in this situation. But nobody died.
0: All right. So we're, we're getting close to 1130. I know you're still doing your the Christopher. Why don't we do our normal wrap-up? So let's talk about things that we can make sure that the audience leaves with us for today. So we will start this off with, Christopher, what are some things you feel that people can leave with your story today?
2: Well, it's just interesting to know that if you like a biological child, it can happen. Technology and advancements in science
0: are there if you're having
2: trouble. Look into it.
0: Marvin? Research
1: and research studies are key to life in the United States because whenever you have certain drugs, whenever you have certain scenarios, we like to do tests. We need to have um, hypotheses and we want to do the scientific method to get to the best answer. So it's important to uh, sign up if you're willing and you're, and you're able. And I'm appreciative that our country does these tests before they give you uh, certain guidelines. So kudos to them.
0: And for me, when you're going to go to a certain destination, make sure you double <laughs> and triple check what you put into your GPS, and do not a hundred percent rely on technology. Use some common sense. Use some critical thinking. Just because you're able to just put in coordinates into a system and go on autopilot doesn't mean that you need to. At least in the bare minimum, you know, just look to, at the map. You know, at least. You know, once every 30 minutes just to make sure that you're going in the right direction. Because if you would have done that, and he simply would have just looked at the map of where he was going to, he would have realized, wait a minute, I'm not going into Scotland. I'm going across the English Channel. I'm going into continental Europe. This doesn't seem right. Wait, I think you just messed up too, my friend. What?
1: I think that destination was... Uh, Germany and they went to Scotland first.
0: No, I think the destination was supposed to be Scotland and they went to Germany.
1: Uh, I see how easy it is to get switched up. (laughs) I didn't mess up. That was you. It says the normal flight route is from London to Germany.
0: Instead of Germany. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways,
1: I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: So my point is, again, <laughs> if you're going to be carrying hundreds and thousands or hundreds and hundreds of people on a plane, make sure you put the right coordinates into the system and double check. Amen sure. to that, yeah. brother. Amen to that. What's going on for the end of the week? What are you, what are you planning, Marvin?
1: I am trying to get my, uh, my rental property on the market. That's my goal. Get it on the market.
0: Were you able to finish all your renovations that you wanted to do?
1: Pretty much. I'm pretty much all done. I took some pictures. I'm going to get it posted online, and then we'll see who
0: bites. All right, cool. What about you, Christopher?
1: Work, work, and more work.
0: I think I echo that as well. It's so different podcasting on a monday versus a thursday i feel like when we podcast on a thursday it's like up next day is friday and then up after that then it's the weekend but now it's like man this is the beginning of the week i still have four more days to go so we'll have to revisit that all right another awesome episode thank you guys again MVP crew if you enjoyed this episode please make sure you subscribe to whatever podcast medium you prefer Also, if you want to have any conversation and dialogue outside of this podcast, feel free to email us at marcelandbrothers at gmail.com or leave a comment in whatever podcast venue you are currently subscribed to. And without any other bits of comments, it is 1123 on 4-1-2019. And we are out, gentlemen. Until next time. Later. for listening to the marston brothers podcast and remember do work and make a difference in somebody's life